Episode four of the In The Know podcast is uh, here already, hard to believe. And we're with Ali Stewart, the Director of Youth Services for Beach City's Health District. Ali, thank you for joining us today. Thank you for having me. It's great to be here. Let's just, uh, let's just dig right in. Um, can you tell me about Beach City's Health District? Uh, I, really, I see your name kind of all over the place, uh, and I just want to get the full understanding of what you've been up to lately. Yeah, absolutely. So we're a public agency serving the Beach Cities community, so Hermosa Beach, Manhattan Beach, and Redondo Beach. And we have about 45 programs and services that we offer to the community to help them uh, be healthier, happier, and live longer, more fulfilling lives. And what's involved with your partnership with MBUSD schools? Yeah, absolutely. So we use data to drive our decision making and look at our health priorities across the whole lifespan. So in our department and youth services, we work closely with the school districts uh, in the beach cities to support them in whatever their greatest health needs are. Uh, We work collaboratively with the school districts based on what they're seeing, uh, their student needs, their parent population needs. So lately, that's really been around the area of mental health and substance use prevention in Manhattan Beach. So really looking at programs and services that we can offer to address those uh, health needs. We also rely on California Healthy Kids Survey data. So that's a statewide survey that looks at uh, key health indicators to determine what programs might be best uh, to address those health needs. So for instance, in the beach cities, as we look across uh, the secondary population in middle school and high school, we really see that substance use starts to increase as students transition from middle school to high school, and then it almost doubles from ninth to 11th grade. So uh, we use that data to decide how are we going to come in and partner with the school district to provide a service or a program uh, to really start to address that that greatest health need in the student population. So uh, some examples of that might be uh, the Mind Up program that's delivered at the elementary level, and that helps students uh, with their social emotional health needs. It might mean uh, forming a youth advisory council, which we've done over the past several years, to really start to address uh, the greatest youth health needs from a youth perspective. Uh, It involves collaborating across all three Beach City school districts to share resources and best practices and data so we can uh, work together to really bring more uh, to our community. So those are just some of the ways that we've been able to partner with the school district and then also providing them some funding to be able to continue to do uh, the programs to promote health and well-being within the the school environment. More funding. We need more funding as much as you can provide. Yes. What's the biggest concern for the youth right now during COVID? Is it substance abuse? Is it the the mental health of being in front of a screen nonstop all day? What's what do you see? Yeah, absolutely. So this morning we actually hosted our Beach Cities Partnership for Youth Coalition meeting, and that's a community wide coalition including students, parents, community health providers, uh, other leaders within the community, elected officials, uh, to talk about the greatest needs in COVID. So we had about five students from Miracosta who were featured as part of the panel and the adults got to ask them questions about exactly what you're describing. What are the greatest health needs that they're seeing? And really mental health is uh, kind of the next pandemic that we're anticipating. We know that this has been an especially difficult time uh, for everybody, for students, for families, uh, for older adults who might be isolated in their homes. So uh, the students have a lot of ideas how we might be able to address that. So mental health, of course, is a top priority for us uh, in 
the student population as well as the adult population in the beach cities. We know uh, it's stressful uh, to live, live in the beach cities even without a pandemic due to some of the, the pressures that some of our students and families are facing. So I would say mental health is definitely a top priority uh, and we want to learn from the students from their perspectives if we're proposing solutions for them. We want it to be something that they're going to be on board with too. And then I think uh, the second, we know that uh, substance use, uh, the, the concern around substance use and especially underage drinking during the pandemic is also a big priority. Uh, the students were able to share this morning a photo voice project that they've spent the past several months working on that showed how easy it was to just go online, uh, use fake information and have alcohol delivered directly to the house. So uh, they were able to walk the adults in the audience uh, through a video that showed how simple it can be and how the landscape has really shifted a little bit uh, in pandemic, even when we're all uh, being safer at home. So I think those are two of the big priority areas, but we have a lot of partners in this effort too. Uh, the coalition includes about 60 uh, local clinicians that are working to support student mental health and substance use prevention. So it really is a collaborative uh, effort so we can support students and families as best as we can. How are you guys handling uh, the vaccine strategy right now? Yeah, and I, I think I would back up to, to go back to March when this first started. Uh, you know, we decided to support a county testing effort uh, starting in April of 2020, which seems about uh, seems like about 10 years ago, but it was about <laughs> 10 months ago. Uh, so since that time, we've been able to offer about 118,000 COVID tests to the community. Uh, lately, especially with the surge happening, uh, we're running about 800 tests a day. So uh, that's something that any Beach Cities resident can uh, sign up for a test through the county website uh, to get a free test to know if they have COVID or not. And then we also follow up um, with any positive results on kind of next steps and what they should be doing to safely uh, isolate and instruct others on quarantining. Uh, some of the other things that we've done during COVID have been related uh, to the support that we provide for older adults. So although I re represent the youth services end of the spectrum, we also do a lot to help uh, older adults sit, uh, stay in their homes for as long as it's safely possible. Uh, so we've been able to provide uh, about 1,200 errands and that means maybe we're going to the pharmacy or the grocery store to bring them uh, what they need if uh, so they're able to be safe at home. Uh, we've also delivered about 2,500 meals to older adults in the community, again, for the same reason, so they're able to be safe uh, at home. Uh, for the school setting, I would say, some of the things that we've been able to do to support COVID, we started a school well-being line, and that is a dedicated phone line that's staff, staffed by our youth services team. Uh, we answer any questions that uh, parents or school staff might have related to COVID health and safety or some of the mental health concerns that we were just mentioning. So we know that uh, families might be needing a little bit more support right now, and we want to be able to offer uh, that to them. We're supporting the school district efforts uh, related to contact tracing if there is Known, a known case on campus through some of our uh, public health employees and also um just continuing to adapt the programming that maybe we were doing previously uh, in the classroom setting to convert that to a virtual format. So that might include uh, mindfulness lessons or garden lessons or nutrition lessons that are now available to be done at home. Are, are you guys going to be involved in the, in the vaccine rollout in the South Bay? 
Yeah, absolutely. So we're working collaboratively with our city partners as well as our school district partners to figure out how we might be able to provide more access to COVID vaccines here in the South Bay. Uh, we know there are a handful of locations, uh, pharmacies, uh, El Camino College is doing a small clinic, but we really are working hard to figure out how we can collaborate to bring those vaccine resources uh, to the beach city. So we're looking at a couple different options. Uh, the AdventurePlex location, which is right here in Manhattan Beach mm -hmm. could be a potential site uh, tomorrow an interagency group from the cities um, and beach cities will be going up to tour the forum site so we can start to learn about the logistics and operations of setting up a, a COVID vaccination site. Uh, we know there is great demand and I think we saw uh, this week with the announcement that 65 plus are now eligible to get vaccines. There's a lot of interest and a not, a, not enough supply. So I think what we're doing right now is to do everything we can to be ready uh, when the vaccine supply is available. What's the best way to find out when uh, you're eligible? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, vaccinatelacounty.com, and I'll say that again, vaccinatelacounty.com uh, has all the information about where they are in the priority population and the tiers. Uh, lots of great information from the County of Los Angeles, uh, the, the Public Health Department on kind of at their status as they move through uh, the priority populations. But just to give a little bit of context, so for next week, the county has been allocated about 140,000 vaccines for the whole county. There are more than 10 million people right. in LA County. Uh, with the opening of the 65 plus, that's an additional about 1.6 million uh, people in Los Angeles County that are now eligible to be vaccinated. We have about 600 to 800,000 healthcare workers also in Los Angeles County. So you can kind of start to see uh, that our supply uh, is not meeting the demand. Uh, so next week, uh, almost 90% of that 140,000 allotment is going to be dedicated to second doses for healthcare workers. So uh, I think that for people to just stay up, I know the news is moving quickly and it seems like it's hard to get uh, information. We're also uh, a local resource if people have questions about vaccines and the status of where they are and uh, when it's their turn. Uh, we have a, a call center that you can call us at any time. Uh, I can give you that phone number. It's 310 374-3426, and we're staffing that seven days a week. We also have a list uh, of mostly older adults who are in that 65 plus category uh, that are uh, seeking additional information on when vaccines will be available uh, locally. We know there are some uh, older adults, homebound adults that might not be able to get out to a pharmacy uh, or to their doctor's office to get a vaccine. So we're also working with our city partners to see how we might be able to bring vaccines to them. Uh, so I would say the vaccinatelacounty.com is a good resource, calling us at Beach Cities Health District, and then also uh, sign up for our BCHD uh, newsletter, which you can access through our website, bchd.org. Uh, we're updating all of the latest vaccine information uh, and not just the information, but what it means for the South Bay community. We're doing that uh, on a daily basis, if not hourly basis, to make sure our community has the latest information about how they might be able to access a vaccine. Well, I know we're a ways out from 16 and under getting the vaccine, but what do we know about the effects that it may or may not have on, on the young, younger set. 
on yeah, the kids? Absolutely. That's a great question. And I think that's currently under trial. So I think uh, with both the approved uh, vaccines that have received emergency authorization with Pfizer and Moderna, uh, they are just uh, underway with their trials for those uh, under either 18 or 16 to see what the effects might be. So I know they're still actively recruiting for young people to participate in the trials to answer your exact question. So I would say uh, for now, uh, it's unknown, but the trials are definitely ongoing uh, so we can have better information on and data on what it uh, could mean for a younger audience. I know the LA County superintendents are pushing for teachers to kind of be the next in line. Um, is there concern if the teachers get vaccinated and the students aren't with them being back in school? Yeah, and I think that's a great question. And I think uh, I have to give you my public health message. So even though vaccines are a very important tool and an exciting breakthrough in us controlling this pandemic, a lot of the health and safety things that we've gotten used to over the past 10 months are going to need to stay in place uh, even after more and more people start to get vaccinated. So uh, you're still going to see the need to wear the face covering, do the distancing, uh, wash your hands frequently, uh, make sure you're figure uh, your completing that symptom assessment tool accurately before you're coming to school. So I think it's important uh, to realize that there is a light at the end of the tunnel, but we still have a ways to go in terms of reverting back to a pre-pandemic uh, normal uh, to, to take away some of those uh, really essential public health tools that we have in place, uh, even with the vaccine. This has been incredibly uh, insightful and helpful. Is, is there anything, anything you want to add before we wrap this up? I would just say I think uh, mental health really is so important and I think especially talking with our 85 students on the Youth Advisory Council, they really want to prioritize that for their peers. So they'll be coming out with a campaign and some efforts uh, this spring on how they can address the mental health of their peers uh, and also working with the school district to provide additional mental health support, whether that's counseling, whether that's screening. So that's something we're going to be prioritizing over the next several months. And then another exciting thing on the horizon is an opportunity to bring a youth wellness center space to the beach cities. So this will be a dedicated uh, space that uh, any 12 to 25 year old will be able to drop in uh, to access mental health support regardless of their ability to pay. So this will be a space for students to be able to access, you know, traditional mental health counseling, but also some life skills, skill building, career development, job training. Uh, and we really want to eliminate the barriers for young people to access access this care. Uh, this will be in collaboration with the Stanford Center for Youth, Youth Mental Health and Wellbeing, and they're establishing seven of these locations, these all-cove centers across the state of California. So that's on the horizon in the beach cities, and we're really looking forward to uh, connecting those resources to meet the mental health need of our student population. When is that opening? So we're uh, currently on undergoing our contract with the state of California. So that's part of the Mental Health Services Act fund, which is about $2 billion of funding that the state of California allocates to programs every year. And they're starting to invest more uh, in programs for younger people, so for students, so we can be uh, more prevention-based and early intervention-based for our mental health supports. Uh, so we're hoping in the next couple months we'll have that in place and then can begin planning uh, for the ribbon cutting for that space. We'll make sure you get an 
invitation. Please, and, and, and open one out. up for the parents too, yeah, because absolutely. I think we all I think we all need uh, a little help when it comes to mental health these days. Ali Stewart, uh, the director of Youth Services at Beach Cities Health District. Th thank you so much. Thank you.